Hey guys, we're the All Around the League podcast and coming to you from Georgia. I'm Ethan. I'm here with Trey and Avery. Uh, we're watching some Monday Night Football going on right now. We're just going to start off talking about the World Series. Uh, both these championship series went to nine, or I'm sorry, seven games. And that was one of the first times in a while that's happened. And we had some exciting fireworks in, in both the AL and the NL. Um, and AFC North, I guess, was what we'll start with. Uh, we had Steelers coming in at 5-0 and in first place. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, one of the two undefeated teams. Um, the defense the, is shoving. Yep, yep. Shoving. And then Ravens coming in at 5-1 and in second. The no Browns coming in surprisingly. And actually, I'm kind of impressed at 4-2. And, two. and yeah. they look really, really, really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and the Bengals at 1-4-1. Yeah. One, one. Joe Burrow's straight blue with 21-0 lead yesterday. It's not his fault. 100%, but I feel bad for him. Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow has it's not like he's been anything crazy, but he's played well. Yeah, it's just there's not much around him. Like, mm-hmm. his offensive line is straight garbage right now. He's on pace for like over 70 sacks this year. Dude, that's terrible. Like, and you have a rookie quarterback too. And like, he's got the most attempts in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they are working him to death. He's getting hit more than any quarterback in the league right now. I mean, you that, that is not good for a first year quarterback. That is awful. Especially if you're trying to build your franchise around this guy and he's getting hit that many times and he's throwing the ball that many times, like he's not going to last that long. Um, and I like him. I think he's got an outstanding talent. It's just – Oh, yeah, I believe he's he's franchise quarterback, I believe. I believe he'll flip. The Bengals try to get some pieces, and I, I believe he'll flip. But the interesting thing about this division here is the Steelers and Ravens. Those are two – right as of now, I mean, things to change injuries, as you said. Those are two top – I mean, AFC – championship teams right there in the same division and they have yet to play each other I believe they're they play in two weeks in baltimore and it's really interesting so, because what do the ravens do really good run the ball and what do the steelers do really good on defense yeah, they guard the guard the run real well they so i want to this is going to be fun want to point out the steelers defense right now is the only defense in the entire league that has yet to give up over 100 points on the season they're uh-huh. the only ones Awesome. They've given up the least amount of points, right? Out of any team, and also since uh, 2019, when or week three when they acquired Fitzpatrick, they're allowing like 284 yards a game. That's first. Opponent QBR is hilarious, 14, 44.4. And they also have 45 takeaways, and I believe that's before uh, yesterday, where where they had uh, two picks and and Baker in the in the run game was was non-existent. Um, I'm not, and then the Browns sitting at four and two. I mean, they played decently. Baker, I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield got benched yesterday. I'm right. Yeah, so. he uh, he got benched and he was banged up a little bit too. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for him. His ribs were really bothering him, and his offensive line paid him no favors today. And the run game certainly paid him no favors, so he had to throw. And I, oh, yeah. that, I hope he can heal up. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with the Browns. The Browns are a good team, but quarterback wise, just Passing game is not a is not a big strength. There's people are saying Baker's not the man. Yeah, they're saying you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick, no, Nick Chubb's hurt right now, but Kareem Hunt is. Oh, that's two top, arguably top two top ten running backs. I might be yeah. some people's eyes, but in my opinion, that's an argument that could be made. And Duke Johnson as your backup right now, that's not that bad. I mean, yeah, and I mean this division, I'm not gonna say is in the open, but I mean it is right now, as the numbers say. Baltimore five and one, and Pitt, I believe it's gonna be. Cool obviously between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. But the Browns could sneak in at a late wild card berth. I think they, probably, they could probably go 9-7. and seven. I see it happening. That makes yeah. some noise. Yeah, but I'm just going to ask you, Jim, I answer every division. Uh, who do you think gets out of here, Pittsburgh or Baltimore first? I'm going to say Baltimore. Ravens should win the division. Yeah. I, I mean, say. the Steelers are off to a hot start, and I think the Steelers will definitely make the playoffs. They're much improved. Ben's healthy. Their defense has been playing lights out. But – I mean, Baltimore, like their their defense is playing extremely well, also, and their offense yeah. is I'm, following suit. So I'm I'm definitely taking Baltimore, but it's going to be close. I'm just going to say, like, the thing that scares me about Baltimore, this is their like the five games they've won. They're five and one. They they won their first game, thirty eight six, a blowout. Thirty three sixteen, a blowout, and I believe the Texans had a late touchdown that game. Then they lost the Chiefs, which that was just a the Chiefs are just insane. They beat the Beat Washington by 17, another blowout. Beat the Bengals by 24, another blowout. 
They were beating the Eagles, I believe, at one point by 22. They ended up coming back 30-28, but the Ravens owned that game the whole time. The Ravens just are not going at it hard with teams. That's why I don't – I think – Yeah, they haven't played anyone. They haven't really played anyone. They haven't played anyone that's really, like, hit them. That's why I personally would not be surprised if Pittsburgh makes out of here. I know, Ethan would li- I know Ethan likes me saying that. I, I, I like it, but <laughs> – I mean the Steelers, they're they're going up against the Titans next week. Two five and O teams. We'll see. Um I don't know because part of me is saying every I mean, quite literally every single Pittsburgh Super Bowl has been based off this exact formula they're running. Uh the decent quarterback play, the good run game, the wide receivers that can make plays when you need them and then just shut the F up defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Ben makes a lot of money, and he takes up this team's cap. They don't really have money to pay other positions. So, yeah. All right. So, Well, speaking of the matchup between the Steelers and Titans, we might as well shift to the AFC South. Um, we mentioned the Titans at 5-0, and but I've been surprised with the Colts. Very surprised. They're sitting at forward two right now. I believe. They have, they have one of the better defenses in the league right now, too. Um, yeah, they've been balling out. The bottom half of this division is straight garbage. The Texans and Jaguars, both two of the worst defensive teams in the league, and the Jaguars' offense has done horrible. The Texans have at least done a little bit on offense. It's nothing crazy. It's expected by Jacksonville. Houston is, I believe, I mean, I don't think they should be sitting at 1-5. That is a luck. I mean, they have another OT loss to the Titans yesterday Mm -hmm. that they arguably should have won. I mean, they're not making the playoffs now. Sitting at 1-5, I don't believe, but – this is this Indianapolis looks good. I mean, they have a great kicker, George mm-hmm. Kicker. Yes, I mean, sir, Phillip hot Rip, rod. Hot rod. Philip Rivers is having, I'm not gonna say rejuvenation, but he's looking good. It's not looking bad. I mean, Philip Rivers sir. has been underrated his entire career. Mm-hmm. But Tennessee, I believe, runs is not gonna yeah. go anywhere. They are just like Derrick Henry's. I, I think, team. I mean, Derrick Henry definitely benefits. Uh, or I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill definitely benefits from Derrick Henry for sure. Uh, but he's played or he started 15 games for the Titans, and he's 12 and three. He's been the number three scoring quarterback in fantasy over those 15 games. Number three, like I mean, he's got Lamar and Holmes. He's got over 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, eight picks, 70 percent completion. And nine nine yards per attempt. I mean, uh, he's no slouch. Oh no! I still love Mike Vrabel as a head coach. This this guy has a modern approach. It's like, um, I think I may have mentioned it before, but like one of my one of my friends and I were talking about it. How Vrabel, like a lot of people forget, he played very recently under Belichick. He was on the Patriots Is team it? like in yeah. in the late two thousands, early twenty tens before he retired. I mean, he has a modern approach to coaching. He knows how to handle these players and the really like. Ever since the free agent explosion, he, he knows how to modernize his teams. He knows how to coach in these times, and he's been exceptional for these Titans. And it also brings us to a point that uh, I think Ethan wanted to point it out, pointed out about the last game. Just Vrabel made how smart he is, and how many parallels he has to Belichick. Uh, he was he was down by by one point. I think it was like twenty nine to thirty against the Texans, but the Texans uh, were about to score. I mean, it was on like the. 20, 30 yard line, and it was um, second and one. And there are only three and a half minutes left in the game. So he intentionally puts an, a 12th man on the field, which um, causes the clock to stop. Um, and he acts like he's really upset about it. But obviously, this was his whole game plan because the Texans are going to score no matter what. You might as well save some clock. He didn't have to use a timeout. Uh, so um, then. Texans score, obviously. Houston goes down the field, tie the game, and then win the game in OT. And um, the announcers did not get this. They, they thought Vrabel was, was, was being stupid. And they were like, you can't make these error, this kind of error in, in this situation. But he did the exact same thing in 2018. Um, and, and this time it was against the Jets. And he just he stopped the clock. He gave up the first down, forced a punt, and then scored a touchdown to end the game. Like, uh, and Trey was telling me earlier they might have to address this, but this is definitely this is definitely a Belichick loophole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you remember last year in the, in the playoffs how how pissed Belichick was with um, 
with um, Vrabel when he was messing with um, penalties and delay of game to just chew off some clock. Uh, just Vrabel knows what he's doing, and uh, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I believe those top two teams make it. Colts and Titans, I believe, will both make the playoffs. I just like the Colts aspect of playing, as you're saying about t- Tennessee's. Those are just two smart teams mm-hmm. in that division. Uh, I guess we'll move to the AFC East. This is this is it's one of the shocking division. This is the one I, when I was saying earlier before we actually went fully in the division. I, this is the one of these teams is what has been shocking. Is it the Dolphins? Is it is the Dolphins? Uh, Buffalo Buffalo shouldn't be four and two. They was, I mean I don't know. Buffalo in my opinion could be a bust, a, like a high up bust. When Allen was playing really good, he didn't really good. play anyone. And I checked. I checked. I was watching the game before garbage time. In the beginning of the fourth quarter, Allen had sixty two passing yards. Mm-hmm. And he finished off with like 122, but uh, it's just he did not play well tonight. No. I mean, yeah, here's the, the thing about the Dolphins, like sitting at three and three. They have the best offense in the division too. Oh yeah, and all their losses, they lost to the Patriots by ten game game one, lost to the Bills, the Bills by three week two, beat the Jags, lost to the Seahawks by seven. I mean, the Seahawks are red hot too. Red hot. I mean, they destroyed the 49ers. Destroyed them by like almost thirty points, and then they go. I mean, this is not any accomplishment. I mean, the Jets twenty-four nothing. That's expected. <laughs> but I mean, it, they are. I mean, and I mean, Fitzpatrick looks great. I mean, yeah. it's just an overall. Fitzpatrick, decent. he's doing his thing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the chart, but it's like you get signed by the team, play decent, they keep you on, then you play like a superstar, they pay you, then you suck, then they get cut and you go to another team. He's He's it. He's in the superstar part of of the. Uh, mm-hmm. the rap. Him, no, 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 not at all. He's yeah. too old for that. Yeah. But there it is funny. Team. I mean, you, I mean, no one likes New England unless you're a New England fan. New England is in third place in this division. I can't tell you the last time I said that. I'm not giving up on them yet, though. I'm not either. I'm not. They're a scary yeah. little team. But Belichick always knows how to pull something out. Cam's healthy. He Belichick went ten and six with a backup quarterback before. Uh, I think Brady went down like week one, maybe week mm-hmm. two. Yep. Uh, Cam Newton is not – well, maybe – I don't know. He had some really good weeks, and maybe he overperformed and the stats came back, back down to earth. But I definitely think that Belichick can work with Cam. Uh, he's definitely super, super talented. Um, but, yeah, I'm not counting out the Patriots. A couple of years ago they started off one and two, and everybody was like, okay, Brady sucks. Um this team, they aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, and the Patriots dynasty is over, and they won the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I will never – I'll never – you know, like the Patriots, like I I can't doubt them. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just me. I'm rooting for the Dolphins. That's just Definitely. the Dolphins story. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, it seems like Miami team's always – I do want to I do want to point out real quick too, like they're not going to make any noise in the division at all, and it's not even going to be close. But – the Jets have been so bad this year. It is, like, laughable. Like, they've given up over 100 points more than they've scored. Negative 110 yes. point difference. Well, it's ridiculous. terrible. I mean, the Jets are, like, historically bad right now. And you do not want to look at their upcoming schedule because no. they're going 0-3. Uh, yeah. And it's like even like they played the Dolphins this week, and the Dolphins were favorites for the first time in almost two years. December 2018 was the last time they were favorites. It wasn't even competitive. And while the Dolphins have been – I mean, they're better than everyone expected to this year, like Avery was saying. But, I mean, still, I mean, 24 to nothing. I mean, they were blanked. Like, the, the Jets are just a dumpster fire right now. I mean, you know who has the best uh, run differential in that division, right? It's the Dolphins. And they're mm-hmm. the only one in yep. positive. Yep. I mean, Buffalo's at a negative 12 run difference, and New England's at a negative one, and Baltimore, or Miami's at a positive 47, which is like, is higher than the Kansas, is almost is one point under Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Can we get rid of Adam Gase now? Because more than Tennessee, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. So, all right. Um, anything else, or are we good to move to the AFC West? Go to the West. All right. That This is another team. That I believe is another one of the teams I was gonna say that has done good. They are sitting at three and two. Is the Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. coming out last week? I know we didn't do a show last week, but um, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, 
I know Derek Carr showing out this mm-hmm. year. Jacobs, Waller, Ruggs. Yep. And they went twelve and four a couple years ago. I mean, KC yeah. is still going to win the division. That's that's fine in my opinion. But I mean, they're a team that if you get in the playoffs and somehow Kansas City sitting at the two seed going into that uh, divisional round, and you get the Raiders, I mean, that's still scary. They're dangerous. They're a little dangerous, little scary team. That they could they beat the Saints pretty good too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, if the Raiders go in and they they beat the Bucks next week. Uh, they're gonna look pretty good sitting at four and two. Oh yeah, and they've got a they've got a nasty defense too. Like they've mm-hmm. got some hard hitters on that defense. Yep, and then uh, Chargers. I like. Um, why can't I think of his name? Justin Herbert. 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 Justin I like Herbert. Herbert. He's played out of his mind. He's played good. I like Herbert. I think they're just having a little bit of bad luck, hard schedule. He went toe to toe with Mahomes in his first start yep, too. We now get to hear people tell us that Justin Herbert is better than. Joe Burrow for the next five to ten years. So that's gonna be fun. I'll admit, I didn't, I wasn't high on Herbert coming in. I mean, I knew he had a strong arm, but I had seen so many stories of him misreading defenses in college, the high level defenses. I didn't think he was gonna produce this well in the NFL. But I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I messed up on that one. At least so far, he's been phenomenal. I mean. I mean, uh, he won two straight rookie of the weeks. He's, he's not Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I need to say that. But what he has done so far is very eerily similar to what Patrick yes. Mahomes did yes. his rookie year. I'm like, going to say uh, two things back to the AFC East really quick. Tua did make his debut yesterday. That's which right. Was a cool moment. Oh, yeah, that that's was right. awesome. I know we forgot to talk about that, so I just want to bring that back. But back with the Chargers, another thing is uh, Tyron Taylor loses yet another job. Mm-hmm. Probably see him on a new team again next year. But feel bad for Tyron. Feel, uh, feel bad for Tyron. I'll tell that whatever that pierces. Was it punctures long? long, punctures yeah. long. He, every every time he goes to a new team, he, he goes there to be the starter, and then he accidentally gets hurt or something happens, and the, the rookie replaces yep. him. It's just it's, it's like in Buffalo with Josh Allen, then he goes to Cleveland, it's Baker Mayfield, then he goes to L.A. And, and they, they said he was going to be the starter. Like There was like, yeah. you are the starter. They like, said he was going to come back too, but then Herbert started playing good, and now they're rolling with Herbert, which yeah. I think is smart. I mean, I think Herbert was like going into the draft last year. I had my highest eye on Herbert. I believe thing that with Tua and where where did Herbert come out of? Like what college again? Oregon. Oregon. Oregon was a good team, but that's the thing. I feel like better quarterbacks are produced on teams that are not their top teams. Like Georgia, for a prime example. Who is Georgia's only good quarterback that's really came out of there? Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. I mean, they've had some really big names. Like I don't think you'll ever hear Jake Fromm in the NFL. Bigly, I mean, he's on the Bills. Most likely you won't hear from him. (laughs) Alabama. Alabama really doesn't have any big guys that you've heard down there. No, they don't. Not their quarterbacks. I mean, and I don't think, too, going into the draft, I did not think Burroughs was going to be a top guy. I never thought two was going to be a top guy. Burroughs is doing all right. I don't think – I think two is going to be a straight bust. Sorry, Miami. That's my opinion. I will say for Burrow, though, um, a thing I noticed about him is their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, brought an NFL-style offense to LSU – and so I think that's going to help Joe Burrow oh, in a yeah. way. Like so many people like don't realize the real difference between the college style of play in the NFL. It's so different. That's why so many guys thrive in college and just completely bottom out in the NFL. But Joe Burrow playing at LSU was huge because Joe Brady had an NFL offense that he was running. And I think that's why so many of the players benefited from it, just because it was a next-level offense at the college football level, and not many teams were prepared to defend that. Plus, they had insane weapons. I mean, that oh, yeah. Too. yeah, I'm not, not – I think two will be a bust. I don't think two is ever going to be – I think he's going to be mm-hmm. – like, a good example would be like a Tyrod Taylor, you know, someone that's yeah. always known, but he's never going to be like the starter. Right. You know? But uh, Herbert, I believe, was going to be here. I think Burroughs – Burroughs will be a quarterback that will be starting. He's probably – I mean, sad as it sounds, could be a guy like Matthew Stafford. I don't think it'll be as good. Just a bad team. Just a bad team. Never. He gets shore up that O line. He's got good weapons around him. Yeah, never really gets their name out there known. You know, Stafford's like on pace to break all of Drew Brees' records. Stafford's incredible. He just gets no recognition because he's on the Lions. Yes, that's the problem. I mean, all he's had throughout the years is Megatron. That's it. He's had no one else. And he only had him for a couple years. I know. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's that division will look fun. Like I, Mahomes is on his. Dynasty run right now, I believe. Mahomes we'll get, is on his horse. Yeah, he'll yeah. get him thing. Mahomes is the most talented. I think we've said it before. Mahomes is the most talented player we've ever seen. Oh yeah, but if if Las Vegas can pick up a few pieces, the Chargers look like they're starting to after getting rid ended the uh, 
Philip Rivers era. They're starting, you know, new now. So maybe we can pick up some pieces. That could be a fun division in the upcoming years. Yeah, and I'm actually sure. I'm actually looking forward to. But if you guys got nothing else, I guess we'll head into NFC North. If everybody's good. Yep. I'm good. Uh, okay. NFC North. North How about the Bears? What the heck? Worst, worst five and one team. I'm so history. <laughs> never. Nick Foles isn't even playing. Well. Yes, it, I know. I'm so confused. I mean, this team is one of the bottom teams offensively in the entire league, yes. and they are somehow they scrape five up. and one. Like, listen to this. Their point differential is literally plus twelve, and they're five and one. I mean, but who they should play? be what, three and two. <laughs> if that, I mean, they haven't played anybody. I mean, the Lions three game uh, week one beat them by four. The Giants, the Giants beat them by four. The, the Falcons, they that game we're not even gonna talk about beat them <laughs> by four. The Colts come out there and beat them by eight or seven. My bad. They win and by then one somehow, point. somehow they sneakily beat the Buccaneers last, last week and then or week yeah last week and then they sneakily beat the Panthers again. They're all close games. This team could be 0 and 6 if a one bad call, yeah. one flip, one play goes, goes the other way. Yeah, but one, that call never went the other way. So now sitting at five and one, looking like a playoff contender, and they are not better than the Packers. No, 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 we no. We not no. even start that debate. They're in first place right now, but they are nothing compared to the Packers. I want to say something about the Packers too. A lot of people are like, I don't know why y'all are giving up already on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers after a blowout loss to the Buccaneers. Like he had one bad game. Like, come on, y'all. Like. He's the MVP they, frontrunner. They've still got – I say Wilson is, but they've Robert still got there. some really good defensive pieces. Yeah. Aaron Jones uh, is a legitimate running back. I don't think I don't think Rodgers has had a legitimate running back in quite a while. I don't think ever. Uh, and he's thrown for a lot of yards. And, I mean, I think this week he threw for two picks. He did. He should have had four picks. In three attempts. He had some, he had some pretty bad um, choices. But um, I think he's going to bounce back. I mean, this, this, this is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, good teams lose to other good teams sometimes. They were just outmatched, and they didn't do their homework. And sometimes, you know what, you just have stinkers. You just got to get back on the horse. And like Ethan said, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's been through this before. He knows what it's like to lose. I mean, he's going to bring them back. They're going to come back. And it's like Ethan said, they got some good pieces on defense. They're they're going to be just fine. And I'm I'm really happy because uh, for for Rodgers because people were like I yes mean, they were saying he's done were saying he's done like he he's, he's, still doing he's it. not going nowhere. Um, the Packers are winning this division. Like yeah. it, I'll put money on it right now. They're winning this division. The Bears are not going to continue no getting this lucky. I I could see the Bears finishing under five hundred still. I was saying Especially. make or break year for the Bears, and I said break, and it's so like it's it's so bizarre to say that a five and one team is having a break year. But oh, yeah, worst this team. is terrible. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. How, this yeah. has got to be the worst five and one team. I mean, yeah, and we're gonna go them ever. being five and one, and the Vikings over here being one and five. In my opinion, the Vikings are better than the Bears. I say that too. I mean, and look, they come out zero and two. Everyone's kind of, oh no, they lost the Vikings. Oh, they lost to a good, smart Colts team. Then play well. Then they go out there. They they uh they beat. Kirk Cousins no, no. throwing a lot of picks. Take Jesus. that back. They uh, lose the Titans by one. I believe that was the game where the Titans had that comeback drive, won the game by one. Mm-hmm. Vikings end up missing an extra point in that game that cost them. Then they beat the Texans. That's that's a win. And then they lose the Seahawks, a game which they were winning. Russell Wilson had a game-winning drive. Mm-hmm. Justin that, Jefferson was like an absolute stud. Yes, oh, yeah, he does. One of the best rookies in the league. 40 points last in this week against the Falcons. And then, then I don't know what happened to the Falcons. If the Falcons just got a fire under their belt <laughs> with this firing. Falcons look like their Super Bowl running team lap on yesterday. So defensively, defense hasn't been like that in God years. And then offensively, Julio had 35 points almost in fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. can't tell the last time that happened. Matt Ryan was great. So we'll get to the Falcons yeah. in a minute, though. But yeah, yeah. This, but, this division is just so weird with the Bears on top. Like, it's. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It, personally, if you're thinking right now, when it comes to the best or worst this team, it should be going Packers, Vikings, Detroit, Bears, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Somehow. It's just ridiculous. I don't. It's ridiculous. But. If that's it, I guess we'll head to the south. Everybody's good with that. You know, this is an interesting division, too. Um, the Buccaneers have been surprisingly what everybody thought they would be so far. I mean, they've they've started to put it together these past couple weeks, and it's like Brady said early, like everybody was saying, oh, this team's going to 
probably win the division and Super Bowl contender and all that stuff. And then after one week, it's like, oh, they suck. They're done. Brady's off. Brady's falling off the cliff and everything. But it's like Brady said, it's like you're married. He, he, he used this analogy. He said, it's like you're married for 20 years and then you've only been dating someone for six weeks. And that's how it's like, that's how it was with him and the Buccaneers. I mean, he's been in New England for two full decades. Like that's how long we've all been alive. Yeah. And it's like, and now all of a sudden he's in a brand new system for the first time ever with brand new weapons all around him, other than Gronk, of course. But even Gronk, I mean, is coming back off a off a layoff, off a retirement. Gronk had his first touchdown. Yeah. But they're starting to put it together. Brady's getting some chemistry with this team. The defense is playing well. I like I, I think Tampa I'm gonna change my mind. I know I said Saints winning this. I did too. First ball. I said Saints winning this. The Saints have not came out like no that Siri team. I mean, I believe let Michael me think. Thomas has been hurt though. That they that, that doesn't help. Yeah, I mean I'm not, I'm not gonna put them away until like, not yet. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look at these wins. I mean, you come out week one, everyone's like, Okay, yeah, this is a good team. Beating mm-hmm. the Bucks. I know they haven't had Michael Thomas, like you said. They lose the Raiders by ten, lose the Packers by seven, barely beat the Lions. The Lions mm-hmm. are not a good team. By six, and then they should have lost the Chargers as Chargers missed a game-winning field goal. So, and then they snuck off one in overtime. And then, I mean, is it? A, if they're a good team. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know. If, that's just my thought. I don't think they're as good as I think they're hyped up. Oh, maybe a wild card team. Yeah, I don't think. Then you know, I agree. I think the Bucks take the division though. I mean, I can see Carolina. I mean, Carolina has a very like I Carolina is a sleeper. They are a sleeper. They have a very little scary offense with Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson's a stud. Yeah, Mike Davis. He's so overlooked. I mean, yeah, and then who's the other wide receiver? I'm forgetting. DJ Moore. DJ yeah, Moore. DJ I Moore. mean, and then you're getting McCaffrey back. And Bridgewater's Hope, solid. Hopefully next week. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. McCaffrey yeah. should be back next week. A McCaffrey-Davis uh, duo does look good. I mean, that just proves that running backs, again, should not be paid. Mike Davis is the same exact numbers of McCaffrey almost. Uh, so I have on fantasy. I mean, he didn't have a good week this week, but I mean, he's putting up the same exact numbers. And then, and then your Falcons over here. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> They're so bizarre. I don't. I don't understand. I don't want to count them out. I mean, if they play like they did yesterday, I mean, no one's gonna beat them. I mean, yeah, Todd Gurley, baby. Todd Gurley. I mean, he's, yeah. he's had a, he's had some decent games. And if you look at the Falcons' offense, they have a very good offense. One thing I want to address: a lot of people are like putting the blame on Matt Ryan for some reason. I don't know why, but as a Falcons fan, like Matt Ryan is not the problem at all. If you just look at Matt Ryan statistically, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league statistically by far. Like he is right up there with the best of the best. Matt Ryan is not the problem. And all these people saying like tank for Trevor and stuff at this point, like, I think it's getting around the time to draft a quarterback and start developing him, but we don't need someone to step in for Matt Ryan like next year. Matt Ryan is still playing at the top of his game. He threw four touchdowns yesterday with no interceptions. I think he was, what, like 30 of 40 with over 300 yards? I can give me one second. I can check for you. And it, it's just these people saying Matt Ryan is the issue. He's not. He's playing well. Like all you have to do is look at the numbers. It's it's not Matt Ryan. The defense has been terrible. Yep. The offensive line has not been consistent. We've got great offensive weapons. It's just we got to put it together in Atlanta. But Matt Ryan's not the problem. He's thirty for forty with three hundred seventy-one yards and four touchdowns. Yes, outstanding. Good day. week. I mean, again, if he plays like that, I never knew that Matt Ryan was was thirty-six years old. I never. It's hard believing Matt Ryan's been no kidding over in the with the Falcons almost fifteen years. Like that's yeah. that's stunning to me. I. I when I heard that the other day he's 36 and they need to start tanking for Trevor. I was like, man, they maybe do need to start like kind of you know thinking like if they do, I mean this might have been a fluke. I'm hoping it's not a fluke week. The Falcons can go win them in a game or two again and have like be like three and five and we're sitting here going, you know, could this one and five team make a little run? I don't think it's gonna happen. But I mean, if the Falcons go, I mean they have they play the Lions, the the Lions, the Panthers, the Broncos. I mean, you could go three and zero there, mm-hmm. I believe. But if somehow you go one and two, if worst case 0 and three, I believe you start tanking because then you're going to go against the Saints, the Raiders, the Saints again, and then that's that's a tough three that you should go on yeah. three. So we'll see. I mean, that's again, I'm very shocked. He's 36. It's kind of hard to believe. Kind of life time flies. Yeah, for like sure. that example right there. So all right, so we will go to the East. 
Right, the this, dumpster fire that is the yeah, NFC East. Yeah. The Cowboys are playing right now, actually, against the Cardinals, and they're down 21 nothing in the first half. And Zeke has two fumbles. Which is awesome. I have the Cardinals defense in yep. fantasy. Gallup, Either way. And Michael Gallup can't catch the ball. So. But the Cowboys are likely going to be 2-4, and four, and they're still going to be leading the division somehow, yes, some way. Two and four, this division is just – I mean, I do say I feel, I feel terrible for Dak Prescott. I will say that. Yeah, and I'm going to get in – since we're with the Cowboys here, I'm going to get into Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott goes to a new team. I don't think he's resigning with the Cowboys because – After this year, too. I, yeah, I think this Zach's done – Dak is done in Dallas because, I mean, I was hearing something that they're – I mean, they're tra- they've been trashing Dak. Before he got hurt, they were saying he can't beat a big good team when they lost to Green Bay. He can't stick up with the Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean – Look at their defense. I mean, I I agree with you. Like, I think it's the yeah. same as the Matt Ryan thing. Dak Prescott's not the problem. Yeah, and then fan. I mean, like, we'll bring fantasy in this aspect. That's I mean, a good way to look. I at bring. It. I, b- I believe the first four weeks. I mean, Ethan, if you want to check real quick, or I can check. Mm-hmm. The first four weeks, Dallas's defense. I want to say they are in the negatives every single week. And I when I say negatives, I think they might have had a week where they were literally maybe – They're one of the worst. Yeah. Like, they're up oh, there with yeah. Jacksonville. As far as the fans. worst defensive oh, team yeah. in Houston. Talking about fantasy points. Yeah, I don't think – I think they played the, the Jets or something, didn't they play? Here, I got to pull up right here. They were – okay. They were one of the so, worst defensive teams in the NFC. Yeah. They're the second to the Falcons. Yeah. Week one, zero points. Week two, negative three. Then negative two. Then negative nine. They had a good week last week at nine against the, the Giants. Who it was the Giants. No, the Giants. No offense. And, and right now in the second half, the second half has not even ended. The first half has not even ended yet. They're already at two points. So they're on this pace. They're going to be sitting about negative five, I believe, negative four points. So it, that's just a terrible defense. That's allowing already 21 points to the Cardinals. Not saying the Cardinals are a bad team, but all their games, you look at them, they're very high-scoring games. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, look, like points allowed 20, 39, 36, 49, 28. 28 points allowed to the Giants. Like The Giants not, like, are the second-worst offensive team in the league, like, too. That, no, that's ridiculous. 28 points to the Giants. Like, no. And you're already getting up 21 to Arizona. The Giants didn't even have Barkley for that game. Exactly. Like, they're, they're using old, washed-up Devontae Freeman – who doesn't look washed up anymore over there? Of course, when he loses, leaves the Falcons, he doesn't want to be washed up anymore. That's what I'm saying with Dallas is Dak Prescott needs to leave, go to a team that's that he can build with, that he can run, that he can make good paycheck. He deserves it. He's a top five quarterback. Yeah. So, but yeah. Nope. Where okay? Where do you think is a good fit for him? I mean, I don't. I want to say a team like I don't know. I mean. There's a team, the Browns. Baker Mayfield is not an option. That could be a good team. You got you guys like Odell, Jarvis Landry around him, um, and then what is it? Austin Hooper's in the Browns too, right? Yes. I mean that's that's a good three, and Baker Mayfield does not seem to use them very well, and that's a good team. Um, the Jets. I don't think he would go to the Jets. No. I've, but, I've got a I've got a good team. All right. right. What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the Saints because after this yeah. year, I I think this is Drew Brees' final season. Whether he says it or I think it's Drew Brees' final year. And the Saints, like, they have good weapons around them right now. They've got a decent offensive line. They've got guys like Michael Thomas. They've got Kamara there. They've got a pretty good defense. Um, pretty good. Like, not not as good as it once was. But, I mean, that's a team with some offensive weapons. And Drew Brees isn't having the year that he normally has this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they're rolling with Taysom Hill. But, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, no, but I mean, it, I he, he could he could go there and make some noise. You know, like another team I'm thinking, uh, the Bears. I mean, yeah, the Bears need a quarterback. Another, oh yeah, I, guess, I thought that's where Cam was going to go this offseason. They're not going to pick up Trubisky's option. Oh yeah, no, I, mean, no, I wouldn't either. And Foles in the answer. Come on, not the answer. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that's another good one. Um, maybe a team like, you know, Indianapolis. That's true. Philip Rivers isn't going to be there too long. And the, I, you know. A, Tampa Bay. I mean, what if something happens to Brady? Yeah, Brady. I mean, Brady's oh, on on a two year deal, right? I mean, it would it would fit with the Bucks' current philosophy of sign everybody who's had a good season ever and put them on your team. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think I think Dak Prescott is going to be a great quarterback. I do too. He seems he his numbers he gets better almost every year. I mean, yeah, other than uh, yeah. other than uh, what was it, sixteen or seventeen in the year Falcons won the Super Bowl, that was his best year so far, but. Since like then he's been progressing after the following season, but I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I don't think he should resign. I'm I'm done seeing him in 
Dallas. Dallas just mm-hmm. chokes every year. There are people who are having them win the Super Bowl this year. They're about to be two and four. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I thought Mike McCarthy was going to bring a winning culture to that team, too. I'm yeah. my words on that. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, he didn't exactly leave a winning culture I know. last season. But, but he knew how to win. I mean, he yeah, brought the back yeah, he did. I'm eating my words on that, though. You shouldn't be a Washington football team or a New York Giants team thinking, oh, I can still make the playoffs. Yeah, you're a game, you're a game off the lead. Like, game off the lead. I mean, like, us as Falcons fans, or me and Trey at least, I mean, we're one five. We're only one back. We're excited to watch the game. No still. kidding. You know, like, if I was in this division right now, the Falcons fan, I'm like, oh, let's get it. Yeah, but no, we're sitting. And yeah. I do want to quickly mention something that that went on with um, Carson Wentz this this past week. But uh, one of his offensive linemen, uh, Jalen Brown, he um, he had a really 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 bad afternoon. Um, he um, he got bulldozed a couple times. Uh, he did not make good blocks. Um, then he let a guy get past him then proceeded to fix his gloves instead of trying to, you know, get the guy off, off Carson, try to block, do his job. He then he instead decides to retighten his, his gloves and then he gets set in the ready position, you know, in Madden. If you, if you ever play Madden, how you guys just stand there, they don't really, they're just in an animation. Yeah, he was doing that. And then a little bit later in the game, he actually ran straight into Carson and, and, and put him right in a good position to be sacked. So just Carson Wentz, feel bad for him. Uh, although Travis Fulgham looks terrific at, at wide out for them right now. I was going to question, who do you guys think is getting out of this division first place? Uh, I think Philadelphia, yeah. honestly. I, I, right yeah, now? I think now that Dak's gone? I think, yeah. I mean, I'm going to Washington football. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really, really, really rooting for the team that wins the division to have a losing record. Yeah. I just um, want to point this out before we move on to the last division, the best division. Um, good on, good for Alex Smith. He got in the game last week. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys know the story by now. It's been repeated a billion times. Had a gruesome leg injury in, was it 2018? Yeah, and, so I mean, there was a chance he may not even survive. And now no, he's, he's playing again. Like, he got cleared to play last week and – or a couple weeks ago when he got into the game last week and actually played, like that is insane. So congratulations to Alex Smith. That is awesome. Yep. It also seems a little bit silly that that well, I'm not even gonna say that, but like that you're just benching gonna, Haskins. You're just gonna bench Haskins. Like, are you trying to win games? I mean, what I the environment he's in too. Like that that's tough on a young quarterback. Also, like there have been other quarterbacks who have posted up very terrible stats in their young years, but yeah. the teams didn't give up on them. Yeah. I mean, he was like the third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, I think it was what it was Kyle, Kyle Allen, and then Alex Smith, and, and then in then Haskins. Like what? I don't yeah. understand it. All right. Um, well, I guess we'll we'll move to the best division, NFC West. There's a fun division. Seattle sitting at five and zero. Rams at four two. Cardinals looking like it's going to be four and two after they mm-hmm. as they are just tearing up the Cowboys right now for twenty one at halftime in San Francisco in the three and three. Four All and teams good. have a good defense. Every single one of them has has a has an above average defense. That is true. Who do you guys before we even get into anything? Who do you guys think wins this division? It's probably Seattle. still the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree. I know I said Cardinals. I think the Cardinals still are actually going to make the playoffs. I think the Cardinals are the second best team in this division. I agree. I think Kyler Murray is proving to us sitting at four and two. I know beating a Dallas is not a big accomplishment, but sitting at four and two, he looks very scary. Kind of is like a mini, mini Lamar. Kind of how he's looking right by the way he's playing right now. Their defense is still underrated. Yep, that is true. He has good offensive weapons. Um, I think they make the playoffs, and that is another. That is one of the teams that could be a scary little team in the playoffs. Yeah. But I guess we'll start with Seattle. Uh, Seattle is just tearing it up. Russell Wilson is definitely the MVP front runner. I agree. So, I mean, that team is just tearing it up right now. Um, I don't got much to say about Seahawks. They're just when you have Metcalf and Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. at wideout. Yeah, and Wilson who just like throw the ball like sixty yards. Wilson's crazy. He, he's having a career year this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had he's had a couple of them before, but yeah. this is the best one so far. Yeah, and we'll see if that changes. The Rams. Uh, I don't really know much about the Rams. I haven't really paid attention to them much. I Golf hasn't been 
awful. He hasn't been elite, but he hasn't been awful. Now that I'm looking at it, they are not good. The Rams? They, no, they are not. I mean, they. You know what? You know all the team. All their wins come from one single division. I bet you can guess which division I'm talking about. <laughs> it's the NFC East. Every yeah. all four of their wins are from. It's from the Cowboys, Giants, Philadelphia, and Washington. It's all four of their wins. Yep. Yeah, I, this team is not off that. That's. That's no what will really be telling is the divisional play because this entire division, top to bottom, is good. I mean, mm. like we said before the season, you can make an argument for every team to win this division. Yes, I, yes. I think you still can oh, for yeah. every single team. And so, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche to say whoever win, like whoever comes out of the divisional play with the lead is going to win the division. That's not always the case, but in this division, I, I, I say with like ninety nine percent confidence, whoever whoever can do the best in the divisional play is going to take this division by. By a decent margin. Yep, because their two losses are from the Bills and the 49ers. Aaron Donald's doing it again. He, he's he's leading the league in sacks again. Yep. Uh, he's yep. just he's if that just proves to you that the Rams aren't good. They avoid Niners, lost to the Dolphins. I know uh, Garoppolo's come back from the injury. This might not be a good explanation, but the 49ers just lost the Dolphins by what, almost 30. The mm-hmm. game that no everybody was like the 49ers should win this by like 20, mm-hmm. and then they go and lose it, they beat the Rams. Yeah, yeah, right. and then the 49ers now they now Raheem Mostert's they lost most on the IR, and Matt Breida obviously lost last offseason. At so, least Debo Samuel's coming back though. Yeah, Debo's look good, and so has uh Jarek McKinnon at running back. Yeah. This, this is the division I'm thinking about. This division could go anyway. I don't think I think the Rams are the last place decision. Yeah. Uh, 49ers, they are the Super Bowl. They're, they're the NFC reigning champions. So, I mean, they you can't really count them out. I don't think they really lost many pieces other than Emmanuel Sanders. Um, the Cardinals are a scary little team. Seahawks are obviously dominant. I think it's a it's honestly a three-year race between those three, and the Rams will start to fall as they get into division play. More. Didn't the 49ers lose a, a tackle or a defensive end? Like they, did. Oh, yeah. they lost um, DeForest Buckner, wasn't right? Yeah. 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 yeah, but then they drafted Javon Kinlaw. True. Mm-hmm. He's been good. So, I mean, yeah. Um, I guess we'll kind of end NFL there. I got one question for you two. What is your top three right now for MVP? Wilson, Mahomes, Rogers. Okay. In yeah. order, mine is the exact same. Yeah, I think it's Rogers, hard to argue against that. I think Rogers was sitting at uh number two until I, that game against Tampa. Or even one. Yeah, possibly, Until that yeah, game. possibly tied with Wilson, and then that game really flipped Mahomes in second. I think I'm going to go with my – I still think Mahomes ends up with this. I think Wilson will have a few bad weeks, but I think Mahomes overall going to – he's just a steady. He's not going to 250 yeah. yards, 300 yards every week. Last year he was yeah. even injured and still threw for over 4,000 yards. He was out for, what, like four yeah, games? And, yeah, and what is, what is the record that Mahomes just broke? We were talking about earlier. Fastest to 90 touchdowns. Fastest to 90 touchdowns. I mean, that's that's insane. So. It's like uh, baseball in the fastest to 100 home runs thing. It's actually very similar, mm-hmm. uh, just how the, the games have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And Chiefs is another big one today against uh, the Bills. So, yeah. yeah so. All right, so I guess we can transition to college now. Um, definitely a fun week this past week. Had some interesting happenings inside the top ten. Um, of course, Georgia played Alabama and did lose. They only dropped a four. I don't know if y'all saw the new rankings. I don't agree with them. They put Notre Dame above us for three. Um, they put Notre Dame at number three for some reason, even though they only beat Louisville 12 to seven somehow. Um, and of course, it helped Georgia's case that number five, North Carolina, was upset by Florida State. They were down, what was it, 24 nothing, and they ended up coming back and losing 31 28. But uh, look at the rankings right now. Um, huge loss for North Carolina. See, I still think even though Ohio State's idle, I don't think they should. Well, then again, they would have put them in this week anyway because the Big Ten starts up this week. But I think Ohio State should be three and Georgia should be four. Notre Dame was right below Georgia at number four, and they beat unranked Louisville 12-7. They should not have gone up to number three. It should be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Georgia, Notre Dame. That's just, that's my top five. Okay, so right now it is Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Georgia. That is the right one. Right. So I'm, I am I am surprised. I mean, yeah, you say North Carolina number five, North Carolina lost to. Yeah. I thought I'm surprised Georgia is still in the top 
four normally with the voting, I thought they'd been like six possibly. Yeah, yeah I'm not too but, surprised just with four and five oh, struggling yeah. so bad, and then we, yeah. you know, Ohio State still idle. We lost number two. Yeah, I mean, team coming up there, Oklahoma State, at six. I mean, they're underrated. They are. That, that Big Twelve is a complete wreck right oh, yeah. now, and Oklahoma State's the only team coming out of it doing I mean, well right now. I'm, I'm going to talk about a big one. Me as a Tech fan, I know Trey's already going to know what I'm going to say. Playing Clemson, <laughs> losing by what was it, 67? 73 7. So, yeah, 73 7. That is ridiculous. I mean, like teams that are no names don't even lose like that bad sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and Tech is not Tech is not a bad team. I mean, you got got not terrible. You got Jameer Gibbs out of Dalton High School. Yes, I love that kid. Arguably, I mean, we went to Sequoia and he's in our region. I mean, mm-hmm. he would make a fool of people. I mean, yeah, I have people I know people on the football team that would say that I mean that he would just do moves that wouldn't even stop. He couldn't stop. I mean, he looks good on tech. I think he's already got like I believe six or seven touchdowns through the first what four weeks. I yeah. Mean, and the freshman quarterback too, freshman Jeff Sims, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. they Jeff Sims looks good. I mean, they're gonna be a good team in the coming years. And the fact that you just lost by 67. I mean, it is the arguably the best team in NCAA football, mm. but that is not that is not that's bad. I mean, even yeah. Clemson's punter came in and he was two of three for like 13 yards, and he had more passing yards alone than Georgia Tech had in the entire second half. That's bad. That's ridiculous. That's bad. Yeah, I mean, I get you have your by the time you're in the fir- fourth quarter, you have your third stringers, fourth stringers, even. Yeah, still like that is just embarrassing to lose like that bad. A Tech team that is not even. One of the worst teams in the ACC, yeah. arguably. I mean, they're they're a decent team, but yeah, that's ridiculous. And then we're gonna get to the Alabama Georgia game. I know Trey knows a lot. He probably watched the whole thing. Oh yeah, that was that was definitely an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, for some reason, are already giving up on Stetson Bennett. Like literally a week ago, it's like, oh, Stetson's played so well. Stetson for Heisman, and obviously that's not gonna happen. But I mean. He didn't have a great game. He had a good first half, had a couple overthrows, but to give up on him after one game is a little rough to me. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Oh, yeah. The JT Daniels should get playing time, at least some. I mean, he may not be 100%. I'm not totally sure on that. But to completely give up on Stetson Bennett after one game, and I mean, keep in mind it was Alabama. It's not like he got beat up by some scrub. It's like that was Alabama. That we lost to it's. I mean, oh yeah, it wasn't his best game, but it it. I don't think we should give up on him after losing to Alabama. Yeah, I mean Alabama's. I mean Alabama defense did step up. I believe mm-hmm. against Georgia for they, sure. Alabama's the second half, had, yeah. They people have been you know talking bad about Alabama's defense. I still don't think I still think Georgia has a better defense than them. them. Yes, for Alabama's sure. offense is the thing that just carries them. Yeah, a great offense. Getting Saban back that Saturday was a big yes for them too. And now, interesting note about Saban: He is twenty-two and zero against his former assistants. Yep, that's crazy. Yeah, Alabama is a team to watch. I, I don't know. Alabama just weirds me out sometimes. It's just mm-hmm. they're a good team, top team. Um, another one I want to get into is Kentucky smashing Tennessee. Smashing Tennessee. They I played mean, Georgia. I think is the game in Kentucky or is it in Georgia? I'm not sure actually. Because if it's in Kentucky, that I think it's. Where do they play Actually, last year? Yeah. They played. I think they played at Kentucky last year. Okay, so not they, positive. So it should be in Athens this year. Okay, so the game Georgia has a bye next week, I believe, right? Yes. Okay, so it'd be week nine, mm-hmm. and it would be in Kentucky. Okay, so that will be that. Will, oh, that's right. They played in Athens in the rain last year. That will make it even a better game, I believe. I still think Georgia sneaks out, but Kentucky is not a team. They're a very uh, team that gets slept on. That. If Georgia comes in there sleepy and going, we're going to win this game with ease, that, mm-hmm. that could be an upset. I mean, I don't think it will be, but that is an upset watcher. For that sure. I have. So, um, I want to talk about two teams, too. I want to kind of bind them in one because their paths crossed earlier this season and greatly affected each other, and that's Auburn and Arkansas. Auburn, both teams are sitting at 2-2 two and two right now, but they did play, I think it was last week, and the pivotal moment was Auburn had the ball with a couple seconds left, and Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, went to spike the ball, and he threw it backwards. Oh, well, they reviewed the play, and for some reason it stood as an incompletion, and Auburn kicked the game-winning field goal. So in reality, Arkansas should be 3-1, and one, and Auburn should be 1-3. and three. Auburn's not even ranked anymore, and Bo Nix has looked terrible. Um, my, best, my best friend, Thomas, he's a huge Auburn fan, and – 
he was telling me about the game. I unfortunately didn't get to see it, but he was saying like Bo Nix would throw a slant to Seth Williams. The pass would get broken up and Bo would confront Seth Williams, like in a heated confrontation saying, why didn't you catch the ball? Like Bo Nix needs to step up as a leader. Not that way. Like he, that, that's not the way to lead a football team. You have to step up, be a man, be a leader. And Bo Nix has just not done that. He's been so inconsistent all the way around. I mean, it, Auburn just – I will say, though, Auburn – that freshman running back for Auburn, Tank Bigsby, is a, he lives up to his name. He's a tank. That man is a monster. He, he's going to be fun. All right. So, let me go to Trey on this one. Just a question for him. So, I remember two weeks ago during this, you said you don't believe in the A&M hype. No. <laughs> you still not believe in the A&M hype? Still don't. Still don't. I – Okay, the thing about their win against Florida, Florida's defense has been questionable mm-hmm. all year long. Yep. And while AM had that big, impressive win, I'm still not buying into it just yet. I mean, they're going to have to play Alabama. They're going to have to play Auburn. They're going to, you know, they, they're, they're going to have a pretty tough schedule coming up. So I'm not buying into it yet. I want to see them a couple more wins. Yep. I will. But one big win over Florida doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I, not yet. For all you AM people, they beat uh, Mississippi State 2014 this mm-hmm. two days ago. Um, another uh, one is uh, Florida State beating North Carolina. That was five. crazy. I know we just said that, but the ACC is just ridiculous. I thought North Carolina teams. was a hope to challenge Clemson, but yeah, I, Carolina. it doesn't look like it. I mean, Florida State is a team that lost to. Georgia Tech week two, uh, another team that <laughs> lost that, that North Carolina quarterback. I forget his Sam name. Sam Howell. He looks good. He's awesome. Like, I mean, he was uh, totally underrated last year. He was the best freshman in the nation last year by far. Like, it was like halfway through the season. People were like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Like, he can play. Yeah. Yeah. Getting blown. He'll be back for at least one more year. Yeah. He gets blown out by – they get blown out by Miami. Barely beat a team Jacksonville State. Barely beat them by – 15 points. Like, oh, Florida points. State, yeah. Florida State. I mean, like, and then you're going to go out there and beat a great North Carolina team, 31 28. Good for y'all. And then we also had a bummer LSU Florida got canceled, but that is going to be a big setup for the SEC I just, Championship. I just, I just want to point out the irony here. Um, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but in the past couple of weeks, Florida actually passed a bill allowing these stadiums to have full capacity. Well, after the Texas AM loss, which was very loud at Kyle Field, by the way. Dan Mullen said he wants 90,000 in the stadium this past weekend when they were supposed to play against LSU. Well, now Florida has a COVID outbreak. They ended up not even playing. And not only that, Dan Mullen tests positive for COVID as well. And of course, my well wishes go out to them. I hope everybody's healthy and everybody recovers. But just the irony in that to say you want a sellout and then you don't even end up playing that week because of COVID. It sucks. It's crazy. I mean, if that went good, that could have been a turning point in all this. Yes, that I could agree. Have been a turning point. We, I mean, there's still a chance next year going on this. We're not going to have full capacity fans yet. I hope that's not true. I hope next year is just all brand. Everything's back. I hope so, too. No, there's no fans in baseball. I mean, you're getting some of the World Series. I mean, there's at like fourth going in the NFL. I want to be able to go to Braves games again. Uh, yeah, I want to be able to go. I mean, it's just not fun. I mean, the fact that he's saying that he wants change and the fact that that karma just bit him or whatever you want to call it, yeah. the unluckiness, and now obviously he's going to get probably getting so much hate for saying all that. Yep. But best wish to him. And hopefully this game, this game right here could be a very big factor, especially sure. where they reschedule it to. Yep. They reschedule it after the season ends the week before the SEC championship mm-hmm. game. If Florida, which I believe Florida will be in the running with Georgia. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that could be a big game, especially if both of those teams are sitting. It depends on who wins that game because Florida has now lost the SEC championship game. So that could be a big one because – We'll see, though. That's definitely one to watch for. For sure. But that's all I really got, like, college football. I don't know if you got anything else. You know? mm-hmm. um, I think we can turn it over to – Oh, one more thing. We oh, got, one more uh, thing. We got the fo- everybody's playing with Big Ten starts this Saturday. So yes. The Pac-12, the Pac-12 is the is, only one not yeah, playing right that now. That's the other thing, but that's everything I want to cover. So. Yep. All right. All right, guys, so we're just going to shift to MMA here for a moment, and we have a massive fight coming up this weekend. Um, Arguably the biggest singular fight of the entire year, at least to this point, in my opinion, and it is the pay-per-view UFC 254 as Habib Nurmagomedov will put his lightweight title on the line against Justin Gaethje. 
and it is going to be an awesome, awesome fight card. I'm so excited for this. Um, there have been some changes to the fight card. Um, we recently had a very disappointing cancellation as Umar Nurmagomedov has been hospitalized with an illness. It's not COVID-related, uh, to my knowledge, but his fight with Sergei Morozov is off. I was really looking forward to that, though. But definitely some very exciting fights on the card. Um, I want to highlight on the prelims, I want to highlight a catchweight bout. Um, I haven't seen why this isn't being contested at Bantamweight. Um, but Nathaniel Wood is going to be taking on Casey Kenny. They're both pretty bright prospects. Wood is coming off a tough loss to John Dodson, but I'm sure he's going to get right back up on the horse. And Casey Kenny, of course, seems to be a very bright prospect as well, so that's going to be a fun one to watch. But I do want to uh, highlight, of course, the main card. I've got a few points to touch on, and I'll work my way up to the main event. Um, but the first one I want to touch on is to open up the card, the light heavyweight bout with Magomed Ankalaev and Iwan Kutalaba. Of course, they fought before, and if you don't know the story, Bruce Buffer was introducing the fighters, and as he announced Kutalaba, he walked across the cage, and security somehow let him get all the way across. Ankalaev grabbed him and threw him into the cage. And during the fight, um, Kutalaba was kind of wobbling around, acting like he was hurt, but you could tell he was still there, and the referee stopped it. Um, they've tried to reschedule it two other times, or two or three other times, and Kutalaba tested positive for COVID twice. Finally, they're both on Fight Island. They're both clear. They're going to get this fight in this time. Um, next up, the women's flyweight bout was originally supposed to be Cynthia Calvillo facing Lauren Murphy, but Calvillo did test positive for COVID. She is out. And Lilia Shakirova uh, will step in on about a week and a half's notice to face Lauren Murphy. Um Huge co-main event with massive title implications in the middleweight division as former champion and number one ranked Robert Whitaker will take on Jared Cannonier, who is currently ranked number three, if I remember correctly. And the winner is likely going to fight Israel Adesanya for the title. Whitaker, of course, has already fought and lost to Adesanya. Um, Israel specifically called out Jared Cannonier after his last fight, um, saying he respects him a lot. But if Robert Whitaker can beat Cannonier, he will gladly face him again, too. So massive title implications on this one for both. And the winner of this, I mean, this is pretty much a title eliminator. The winner of this will fight for the title next. But the main event, I mean, this is, in my opinion, the most intriguing lightweight title fight in the history of the UFC. Even more intriguing than when Conor McGregor faced Habib as Justin Gaethje will stand in there against Habib now. Um, of course, we all know the highlights. Habib is the most dominant fighter in the UFC, in the history of the UFC. Um, if, you, if, if his record was based off of rounds, Habib would be 57-1. and one. The only round he, he has lost being the third round of Conor McGregor. It was a close loss. Um, Justin Gaethje, of course, his only two professional losses to Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Since then, he has shored up his style. And the, the best line I like about Justin Gaethje is the line that Joe Rogan used. In the sport that is the most violent sport in the world, Justin Gaethje is the most violent person in the sport. I mean, Justin Gaethje, you saw what he did to Tony Ferguson. I mean, he absolutely walked through Tony Ferguson, and no one has ever done that to him. I mean, Tony Ferguson came out of that fight battered, cut up, bruised, hurt like we'd never seen him before. And the big thing for Gaethje, of course, Habib, his wrestling is his biggest tool. Of course, he's had that throughout his entire career. It's no secret what he's going to try to do. But Justin Gaethje was a Division I All-American in college, and it's going to be very interesting to see how he, how he will fare on the ground with Habib. Um, throughout his entire career, Gaethje's used his wrestling to defend against takedowns and keep the fights on the feet. Um, but it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this fight plays out. Of course, Habib, we all know his game plan. He's going to try to get it down to the ground and maul Justin Gaethje. But for Gaethje, he said he needs to, he needs to create a car crash in the octagon and what he means by that is when Habib moves in, Gaethje has to meet force with force. He's going to go in, and as soon as Habib tries to shoot, Gaethje's going to try to light him up. It's going to be an awesome fight. It's going to be wild. It's going to be unpredictable. You've never seen Justin Gaethje in a boring fight ever. He's fought seven times in the UFC, and he has nine performance bonuses, if that says anything about him. I mean, this fight is just going to be absolutely crazy, and I am so excited to see how this fight plays out. It's going to be wild. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be everything we wanted to be and so much more. And just to add to it, too, we've seen how violent Justin Gaethje can be 
and an interesting narrative about Habib because he had never been cut in his entire MMA career. He's never been cut once. So it'll be very interesting to see if Gaethje can even draw blood against Habib, who, as I just said, is undefeated. He's 28-0, and he's only lost one round in his whole career. Um, obviously, another storyline is very unfortunate. But Abdul Manap Nurmagomedov, who is not only Habib's father, but his main trainer, of course, did pass away a few months ago due to COVID. Um, this fight was initially scheduled to take place in, I believe, September. But it was pushed back, of course, to give Habib a little time to grieve. And he has been open about it. I mean, he, he, he said, obviously, too, um, you know, if, if you lose your father, it, it's going to be very tough to train and even to focus on anything in life, much less when he is your main trainer, your your head coach. I mean, that is that is such a mental blow to Habib. And it'll be very interesting to see if that will affect him at all. I really hope it doesn't. Of course, I wish all the best for Habib. He's a great guy, an amazing ambassador for the sport. And I wish him all the best against Justin Gaethje, but this fight is just going to be absolutely insane. I can't even wait for it. And for those of you that want to watch it, um, I do want to say, just so you all are aware, it is a special start time. 2 p.m. Eastern is when the main card starts. It usually starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. But since Habib's main audience is in the Middle East and in Russia, um, they, they are shifting the main card start time to 2 p.m. so it can be on the primetime slot in the Middle East and in Russia. So just so you're aware, making sure you get the right time. But it is going to be a banger of a fight. I am so excited. I cannot wait. And um, I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely talk about the result on next week's podcast as well. So do y'all have anything else you want to add before um, we go? Yeah. I'm, I've worked, we never hit M- NBA. There's not much to talk about NBA. Um, got a little bit. Uh, as you all know, um, the Lakers did a win in game six. Um, they LeBron got his fourth ring. Uh, AD got his first ring. So um, there was a funny story in uh, the after party. Uh, Quinn Cook actually, uh, as they're heading back to their hotel, which is about a 20 minute uh, drive, uh, Quinn Cook actually was left at the after party, which is in the stadium. <laughs> I saw that. And the only reason that he was actually supposedly, I guess, saved was uh, due to J.R. Smith. It was a complete flounder point in judgment. But he was had an Instagram live going on, and Queen Cook uh, commented saying, "You guys left me." So they turned it around, um, and got him. Um, this offseason is going to be very, very interesting to watch. Um, there was already reports of Paul George getting traded uh, to the who was it? It was uh, the Bucks, I believe. For uh, it was going to be a Middleton uh, Paul George swap and. I think that'll get real interesting if you have a Middleton-Paul George swap. Uh, that is what I was saying two weeks ago, that it looks like the Clippers are not going to stay together, if that's true. I mean, I was seeing that uh, uh, Tyron Lue, uh, former Cavs coach, is now the head coach of the Clippers, which is actually interesting if this Clippers team does not break up because if none of y'all remember, Tyron Lue was the head coach of Cleveland in uh, LeBron's four-year uh, run with uh, the Cavaliers where he won a chip. Um so he does know probably a lot about LeBron's game plans, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that could be a good thing. Um, I want to say something here real quick about the Clippers. I think mm-hmm. we talked about it the last podcast too, and I was in agreement with you, Avery. Um, I think it's crazy if the Clippers trade Paul George. Like, I think it is absolutely insane to put together this team, go one season, not get the desired result, and just fire sale. Like, I think it is ridiculous. We talked about it too, the Doc mm-hmm. Rivers like firing. Yeah. Like, that was – such a shock. I mean, it, it's like Avery said last week or last time we did the podcast even. It's like the Clippers seem like they're going into rebuild mode and they shouldn't. I mean, yeah, they had a bad series against the Nuggets. I mean, they I know I, exactly. I, I believe they'd beat the Lakers. And that I hate yeah. how, I hate all these Lakers fans now, these bandwagon Lakers fans are going going, Oh, you thought the Clippers would stop us. The clip the Clippers didn't stop you guys. I mean, you didn't go mm-hmm. through the Clippers. I still believe the Clippers would beat them. Mm-hmm. They they were the Clippers were a team built to beat the Lakers. Yes, that is how they are built, and they would. have. I mean, you saw Game One of the season last year, like nine ten months ago, it feels like a tourney ago. Okay. But yeah, the Clippers ran over the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they played good against them. Other only game they didn't really play good against them was the Christmas Day game. But it's things like that, and the, the NBA is gonna be interesting because now next year you got the Nets. Now you got Kyrie and Katie. You're back. Yes, that's gonna be a little scary team. I've. For, totally forgot about them a week ago when I was thinking for 21. 
But that's another little scary team that you got to watch out for. They need some depth, too. They do. They do. And the Nets made the playoffs without them. Seven seed. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know they didn't do anything. We don't have any pieces, but that just proves the Nets are a good team. Yeah. Uh, the, the Warriors are getting Clay Thompson back. Oh, yeah. And they're Clay getting Thompson. a high draft pick. High draft pick, number two draft pick. So yeah. they're getting one of those three studs. I, mean, I bet they get Wiseman. Yeah. Wiseman I'm, would be I'm, huge I'm, for them. I'm hoping they get Wiseman. And I mean, I hope they don't be dumb and go get LaMelo. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's and, talking about them getting LaMelo, too. I'm like, they yeah. don't need a guard. If you get LaMelo, I mean, yes, that's going to be fun to watch LaMelo on a really, really good team that will make the playoffs next year. But, but get what you need. You need a big man. Need. Get what you need. Let LaMelo build, be a star. LaMelo is going to be a star. Let him actually go to a team that needs a star. Yes. Golden State just got lucky with stepping hurt, claiming hurt. You know, they're getting a lucky good draft pick, which actually was is going to help them. And then – you got guys. I mean, I saw something with the Bucks too. About I talked this two weeks ago. I think Giannis goes to Golden State. I saw something Dallas came out with saying Dallas's priority going in the twenty-one or twenty-two offseason would be before twenty-two season, which is twenty-one would be to get uh, Giannis. And I was thinking that would be a wow team. Yeah. Luka Doncic, Porzingis, yes. Kupo, That team's not getting beat. No. I mean. People, that would be crazy. I don't think the Lakers are rerunning this. And this, there's too many good teams. There's too many good teams. The Lakers got lucky, but is the Lakers are gonna have to get another piece too? I mean, if you saw the Lakers do not have a three point shooter, so I mean it's gonna be fun. Um, and the Heat are gonna be staying in the mix too. The Heat, they're young. Up, yep. And as you saw, Jimmy Butler promised. Yeah. Promised the Heat next year he's bringing a title to him. So that gives me indications that the Heat are gonna be the they're going all in. Will be the number one free agent option in the market this year, I believe. Lakers coming probably in two. I believe the Heat are number one because I feel like a lot of NBA players probably don't like LeBron, so they're going to go against him. And they like the Heat is probably the best spot to go against LeBron mm-hmm. in a finals opportunity. And you know who doesn't choke more in the finals than LeBron? LeBron chokes in the finals. He's got a forty-one percentage and been there ten times. He's only won four. So, but and he had a really it was an uneven matchup this time, but. That's all I really got for uh, NFL or NBA. Sorry. Um, what we're gonna do too is hopefully by November, if I did the date right, it should be November second. We're gonna try to get our first YouTube video going, actually video. Um, but we'll let you guys know about that because hopefully we'll do a podcast here next week and we can start doing YouTube within two weeks. But yeah, that's all I got. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll we'll get YouTube started up soon.